1: another episode of carnage on a friday night when would you want what a better way to 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 go into the weekend uh, an episode of carnage eh um, we've got tons and tons to get through and uh, when you have tons and tons to get through you need people that can help you chat through it all and i've got a brilliant cast today um my brother, I was going to say my mother from another brother. And that would hey, be so fucking off.
2: The way uh, I do your, the way I look after your WhatsApp and your Twitter stuff, I probably am your mother right now.
1: But, like literally but,
2: making sure you're in check and stuff, yeah.
1: My sorting out any beef, yeah, that I've got mm. like on social media. Uh, how we doing, Avi? How is the weather out in California? Make us jealous again.
2: Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, 31 today, so I can't complain. I can't complain. So the beers will be flowing after five. Well, after the show. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend.
1: Nice one. And we've got Mr. Stay in that building again. How oh, are we doing, Stay?
3: Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Not as not quite as warm in the pool,
1: I'll be honest. Uh not, not bad not. though recently. We've not we've not we had a well, this week's been full of yeah, pissing it down. But it's not it's not been too bad, has it, recently? No, but yeah, today's not been great. But yeah, it's uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No problem, pal. And Ross, the people demanded it. They said, Get get that bloke off Redman again.
0: <laughs> Are you sure you got the right one?
1: <laughs> uh, and I said, Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'll ask you. Christmas busy, so you went for Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Christmas yeah, um, uh,
0: it's fine. I get it.
1: <laughs> but nice, no, on so, man. Thank you very much. How you been, anyway? Everything all right?
0: Yeah, well, thanks, yeah, thanks for having me on again. I enjoyed it last time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's good. It's just um, we were saying. Hopefully, the next time we chat, we'll have some um, like income to talk about. But we have it. But we have got loads to get through before people switch off already. Like fuck off. We still ain't signed anyone. Um, but I think um, I think we need to start off with the news that our um, future captain. I think we'll all agree. Trent Alexander the Great signed a new four-year deal. Um, stay, thoughts?
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, to be fair, it's essentially a one-year extension because he run the contract for another few years anyway. But what it is, it's just Liverpool looking after the players and rewarding players for high performance. So, you know, they they gave Mo Salah a new contract after a year because he was far outweighing and outperforming his old contract. And they've done the same with Trent. They didn't have to do this. Like Trent wasn't going anywhere. You know, he, I doubt Trent was looking actively to leave... And I doubt they would have ever sold them. And I don't think anyone could have afforded them if they wanted to. But they just looked after him. It's, it's good business. They kept him happy. I mean, he's, he's essentially, it's an extra one year on his contract, but it's more than double Trent's wages. He he's now being paid as one of the highest earners at the club. And rightly so, because he's one of the highest, he's one of the most key players at the club. He's, a, he's, the, one of the, he's probably up there with our most influential players. Or he's irreplaceable. And there's, nothing, there's no one else who can do what he does. So keeping him happy and rewarding him for his for his performance is brilliant and rightly so what they've done. And hopefully that could that can incentivize other players to do the same. You know, there's there's players who are under contract. Liverpool will still look after you and they're gonna look after Allison soon and they're gonna look after Van Dijk and they're gonna look after Fabinho. Henderson probably as well, although there's been talk about that. I mean it's 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 I know I know our ownership get a lot of criticism at times, but this is an absolute they didn't have to do this and but they what they've done, they've kept one probably one of our most valuable players in terms of transfer fees is happy and it makes perfect sense. He deserves every every penny he's gonna get because he's earned it and he's gonna go on to it. And like you say, one day he'll captain Liverpool and it might well and it'll probably be before this contract runs out as well. So it it was a no-brainer. It was
1: a good to see. Ross um stay so says that he's one of the most valuable players in terms of especially to this team in the in the in the way that we play as well. Um and again, you know, as he says, FSG didn't need to do this right now. Like, you know, I think it's, it's very fair to say that there's no chance he's going anywhere. But again, this is one of those situations where the people that are not happy with our, with our owners need to sort of realize <laughs> and remember these bits as well, right?
0: Yeah, it's not just these bits. It's the, all the rumors and stuff that you hear. Like Steve, put a, a brilliant tweet out earlier on today. The fact that you know people are kicking off about what they're not hearing, and you know, in terms of transfers and stuff like that. Well, all the talk was Allison's getting a new one. All those names that Steve mentioned before, Van Dyke, uh, you know, Allison, Fabinho, are all, all in line for a contract. Trent hasn't been mentioned, you know, from what I've seen, in the same bracket as those. Lot, and it just kind of come out of nowhere. Which, as Steve rightly said, it goes to show there is work being done that we're not aware of. So that's an encouraging sign in terms of transfers coming in. I know that needs to be backed up with actual transfers coming in at some point. But like as you said, he, did, he didn't need to do it. There's probably uh, you know, like Steve said, there's no question on, on Trent about his future and what he's doing. But if you can incentivise Trent our arnold and go like, listen, you've you've worked hard. Your despite your age and what the amount of money we're giving you, yeah, we're not we're not particularly bothered. You've achieved at this club. An incredible amount in the past couple of years your rise and your quality has been consistent yeah. and it going up and it will only go up more you know that's even, even possible you know whether that's in at right back or he shifts into midfield or he becomes captain he takes over that you know Henderson role in a couple of years of you know what embodies Liverpool on and off the field which I think he will do you know there's no you you've got no choice but to reward him it, it, it's good business plus you stop all the nonsense in two, three years time of his contracts running out and there's links and distractions and all that bollocks that we get with most Salah most years. So, you know, I think he's it's a thoroughly deserved contract. And again, another another encouraging point on top of pre-season, getting centre backs of starting a new season and going centre back secured. That's uh, you sorry right back secured. Just have one less worry suppose, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um I echo everything you said. Um Avi, you uh... You put up a tweet, not as good as Stace, you put up a tweet where you got a screenshot of of a WhatsApp conversation in two thousand fifteen, right? <laughs> Fucking no, he did, Ross. No, he's no, got, I saw it. I saw it. He's got a screenshot of two thousand fifteen where he says watch out for for remember the name remember Trent. Trent so how I, old was
2: he in, 2.15? Uh... I'm going to go into my Uncle Albert stories, that the ones that you enjoy, Chris. So, no, I saw it literally. It was a reserve game. I used to, obviously, when I was back home, LFC TV galore. Like, I was religiously sort of addicted to the channel. And, you you, you know, you'd watch the reserve games when the first team weren't playing. And back then, it was um Alex Inglethorpe. Um, I think he was the manager in 2014. um And he was playing in a game as a six in a mid in a midfield role, box to box. And I thought, wow. This kid at this age looks fright—he looks frightening, absolutely frightening. And the interview after, and I think Gerard mentioned it as well in his book, that this kid is going all the way. And watching more and more of him, I thought, what a player at that age. And the way he was sort of passing the ball, you know, the sort of cross-field passes that we see now across the foot. He was doing that in reserve level at 15. So I, I thought back then... Um, this player, he's going to go to the top. As a right-back, I never knew, I must admit. I never thought he would be a right-back. I thought if he's playing in a sort of 6 role now, he would stay there. But he's, he's had a phenomenal career and he's he's 22, guys. We're talking yeah, all we the great points that. from Stay and Ross. We're we talking as that. if he's like 27, 28. Yeah, true. Um, But he's achieved so much. Literally, he could retire tomorrow and he's achieved. He's done it all. But no, I think um, the frightening thing is once he gets to 24, 25, it's just finding what level he could reach the potential. There's so much potential with Trent still and he's still learning. And the great thing is he seems like a grounded kid as well. Like, you know, he always wants to learn, always wants to pick up new things from the coaches around him. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great deal for him. And yeah, I um, hope he stays here for many, many years.
1: Yeah. Now you, uh, you touch upon the sort of, in terms of how grounded he is and, and, and a couple of you mentioned about in terms of his, uh, his, I mean, I noticed his leadership qualities far more last season. And and what I've noticed, which is very, very good for me and a youngster, is despite all the negative adversity he's received, and he's received quite a bit, lads, like he can't defend and, and all this and setbacks with injuries, he takes it all in his stride. Like he's so calm about it, his mentality is second to none and he keeps coming back better and better, like I genuinely think those last 10 games of last season, Phenomenal. He was phenomenal, guys. Like, he was better than before, even without all the, the ver- you know, all the centre-back issues and everything. He took it upon himself like a... Do you remember how Stevie G used to take it like a personal fucking mission to make things right? He's doing it from right back, Ross.
0: Like, this yeah, kid has been... I think we owe Gareth Southgate a couple <laughs> yeah, of back yeah, you know, yeah. because, Well, you know, not, not directly, but, you know, you, that, you're right, you know, that... um it's a test of mentality, isn't it? You know, you can question how how people approach things, and that, that's the same thing with everything in life. You know, you get adversity; it's how you deal with it, and how you react that makes you the better person. Which you know, is a bit fucking deep, like. But it's true because you know he could get set back from England, or say he's not good enough. Plus all the social media crap that he gets, or whatever else is being told that you know his his form isn't right, and you know he could he could take that on the chin, or he could easily just go he could flake and go I can't, I can't, I can't do it. You know, at twenty two years old, the pressure that he's already under. And we mentioned all the stuff that he's won before. I think it's important to mention that there's, there's certain players in Liverpool that have a Champions League medals but didn't play a massive role, like Alberto Moreno, Rian Brewster, are technically Champions League winners. Trent wore all that stuff but played a big role in, in winning us those trophies at such a young age. So, you know, he, he, he knows what he's capable of. He's got one of the best managers in the world to back him. And the only person that matters to tell him whether he's good enough at the minute for me is Jürgen Klopp. If he says he's good enough, then, he, then he's good enough. Doesn't matter what what great thinks, but I do think he did him a massive favour by yeah. pissing him off. And fair play to Trent and his mentality, the people that he had around him to tell him actually pick yourself up and, and fucking go again. And he did, and he got a rest out of it as well. More importantly, Well, that's mental and physical as well as being annoyed, he got a rest that he needed to go back into the end, back to, back end of the season and and show what he can do.
1: Now you're right, stay. There was a there was a message here, and it spoke about, and it's often it's often asked. In terms of where uh, is there a possible role change for Trent? That always comes up, doesn't it? Like, can we see him moving position? Before we move on from the Trent uh, situation, what's your thoughts on that? Can you see him m- moving position eventually or whatever?
3: He, he's good enough
1: too. He's he's, he's
3: far. He's, there's no issues about his game rules He can play midfield. He's got all the attributes you need too. The question is why? Why bother? Like he's he's. Played 179 games with Liverpool, most of them at right back, and he's one of the best right backs in the world. You put him in midfield, and yeah, he could be a very good midfielder. But then, who's playing right back? You're just taking a, you're taking a few things off his game. Like he might score a few more goals from midfield, and he's certainly capable of doing that. But then, he, he runs games from right back because he's got a little bit more space. He's got a little bit more freedom from there. I wouldn't bother moving. Him. I, I just if I was him. What if I was advising him? I would say, just go and make yourself the best right back in the world. You're already bare or thereabouts anyway. Yeah. Go and do it. go and do it for the next ten years. Become an all time. When, when people make these lists of players in your world elevens, get yourself in those conversations playing right back. Do it. He doesn't need to move again. He's he's good enough. He could probably play right wing if he wanted to. He could do anything because he's amazing. But why bother? And what I've noticed, don't you guys have
2: noticed? Even this preseason, you have mentioned the time off. He looks physically bigger. Like he's really—I mean, he's been on those Gretzka drugs. Um, he, also, he looks as if he's put on some like arms and biceps and stuff. He must be taking what Gretzka's been taking at Bayern yeah. CBD gummies, isn't it? Yeah,
3: hopefully it's just. <laughs> hopefully it's just, <laughs> just, just weight. And hopefully that's all. Yeah. It is. But hes got remember—he's twenty-two. He, yeah. he's, he's, this is—he's growing into his man body for lack of a better phrase. You know, he's, he was a kid. He started as a teenage kid, and he was a little scrawny little kid. And when you first was. saw him, you, you look at him and you think, oh, he is, he's a little boy, he's a kid. And now you look at someone, you look at some of the kids he was playing the other day in the same team as in that friendly. And you remember him being like that. And now look at look at him. He's massive. He's filling out. He's he's getting better. Ross said before, there's there's, there's more to come, which is scary. Because yeah. uh, you think, come, again, with experience and stuff. Yeah, there's, not, I, there's, there's no one I'm talking for in the world. He like, couldn't offer me any other right back and I'd, I'd take him. I'll have Trent every day of the week, and listen, he's played, like I say, 179 games, and he's only just turned 22. That's um, insane. That is yeah, fucking insavable. It is mentally, or to get that level, like, some top players will not play 180 games in Liverpool. He could play 780 games in Liverpool, like, it, it's it's crazy, and hopefully he does, because
2: he's a he's a one-top player, it, and he's
3: a, he's a nice ambassador for Liverpool as well.
2: Just a quick one on this because before we move on, but you remember like how Carragher um, on once on uh, Monday Night Football said, no one wants to grow up to be a Gary Neville at right back. Or no one wants to be a right back. There's kids now that want to be a Trent Alexander-Arnold at oh, yeah. right back. You know, kids That's- growing up now, if you want to see this perfect footballer, or not even the perfect football, but the footballer that you aspire to be, at, especially at academy level in England, go and look at Trent and don't look at him at right back. Look at his whole sort of, position and what he did. Yeah, his whole game and what he does, his passing, his tackling. That Villa game at home this season when I think it was that leading up to the week where Southgate had dropped him. He was everywhere for us, everywhere literally and where he scored his goal was from that left-hand side, far left, where he just pinged it in. Amazing player, like amazing. But yeah, I'll let you take the final word, Grizz, on uh, Trent.
1: No, no. I mean, enough's been said about Trent. You know, uh, again, everything that you guys have said is spot on. I just think he's wonderful. I think, Stay was mentioning about World Elevens. I think he... I think he, it's either him or Hakimi for me that would get into a, a world eleven. Like he's on a par with anything and anyone. Um, I think it's fine. And, and and the scary thing is, as you lot said as well, he's getting better, season upon season. His his positional play. Some talk about his defensive, you know, promise. It's getting better and better. And long may it continue. I definitely think f- uh, a future Liverpool captain and brilliant stuff that he's uh, secured a new deal. Uh, I want to ta- we uh, go on about. We had a little entertaining game. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yesterday. Um, where, where was it played? I don't what you said. Oh, yeah. That's it. Austria. Uh, it was great to see a crowd there. It was great to hear you never walk alone being bellowed out. It was brilliant. I thought the atmosphere was real good. And... and, and um, a couple of centre-backs made their debut. Um, now, I don't know about you guys, but I was, I had a smile on my face. I was just like, do you know I Like, couldn't wait to open my presents like a kid at Christmas. Like, do you know? And it was like, whenever they're coming on, I didn't give a shit about the game. I'm not going to lie. I thought, yeah, all right. Interesting to see how Nabi gets on, whatever, certain players that have been injured or you want to see progress. Uh, Minamino, for me, was interesting that he played with Mane and Salah. Yeah. I've always said, give Minamino a chance to see what he can do. But for me, it was all about the returning Virgil and Gomez. I mean, you, you know, people underplayed the Gomez revival. I mean, that's that's like a miracle almost. Like from what I've been, what I was told, like Gomez like injuries were like career threatening. Like, do you know what I mean? And the fact that he came back, dedication, professionalism. How how happy was you? I know you must have been happy, but how did you feel? with with them two lads coming back st- stay
3: it was all right, wasn't it um listen if you don't it's i heard the same thing on gomez as you and i even early this week it was looking like he wasn't going to play like it, it, the, the plan was to give Van Dyke 20 minutes gomez originally it wasn't so he's obviously he's he's doing his training well and uh, you know credit to him and the medical team he must be he's been through this three or four times now that must be mentally really tough oh. i think he's He's admitted as much, hasn't he? Himself, like it, it does get it does wear you down. He's had a couple of the injuries, he's had the broken leg, he's he, he missed, he just missed out on a world cup, you know, sorry, a European championships that he would have played in and he would have started games in. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced he'd have been there or thereabouts. So, yeah, amazing for him. And obviously, that the Virgil's the best defender in the world, one of the best players in the world. So, if you can get him back at any time, absolute bonus, isn't it? And I don't know if that means they're gonna be ready for the season or. Or what? It doesn't really matter. At some point, they're going to be back and they're back playing, and it's amazing because there was talk that it could have been after the first international break. You were looking at autumn at, at one point. That was what we were told. It was Matip was going to be back with Canate and the other two were touching goals. So that, the fact that they both even got twenty minutes the other day was amazing. And again, I don't care what the score. I don't care that Van Dijk fell over for one of the goals. It does not matter. Like it, it doesn't matter at all. The fact that they're on the pitch and. The hopefully, such were going to play some part in this upcoming season. I mean, those two together, or well, one of them playing, probably worth what ten to fifteen points. Van Dijk probably worth fifteen points on his own, his own yeah. easy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it was, that, that was the that was the, the the only moment that mattered to me, really.
1: Yeah, it was. But um, um, obviously, talk us through your how you emotionally felt watching them too, but also give us a. Give us an overview of the game. What you thought, uh, Ross, like did anyone impress you or did anyone th- make you think mm, still not sure about his form overall?
0: I'm um, the Van Dyke and Gomez. Stuff I had more than a smile on my face. I'm not too sure what a can and can't say in this show. <laughs> 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 yeah. It doesn't take much <laughs> to get me going these days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, um, yeah. it's, and I thought it was quite poignant, the fact that, you know, they, like yeah, Steve said, they've been through a massive injury together. They went through recovery and rehab together them both come out at the same time. I think it was actually quite emotional, quite, quite nice to, to kind of witness. I don't think, you know, it's Klopp, Klopp is an emotional guy, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't do that for the sake of just an emotion. They're obviously, they were obviously both ready to, to, to play at the same time, so I thought that, that was really good and encouraging building on it. Um, having said that, there was also a few players, I think you, you kind of touched on it there. I'm not after someone to completely change my mind or my direction. I think you have to take that like, kind of little snippets and bits of encouragement from, from pre-season games, so Naby Keita was one who, who just just keeps sucking me back in for every yeah. minute that he, that he plays. He doesn't do everyone, Ross. He doesn't do everyone. I, I, I he doesn't keep, everyone. Keep, reminding, keep reminding myself of he might not be fit for Norwich because, you know, the quality's there, what he can do, the fact that he brings something else to midfield, the, the fact that, you know, that interception isn't just win the ball back, see what happens, it's win the ball back, go. Liverpool's transitional play over the past year, maybe a bit longer, has been slow at times, uh, particularly against low-block sides, whereas Navi's that different player. Navi's that creative player that everyone's been crying out for, and so is Ox. You know, we've brought creative the midfielders. They're just just not haven't been available to us at our disposal. But you know, they've they've been fit for quite a while. We're, we're led to believe we you know it might be four or five months. Yeah. They have been fit, and Klopp didn't play them because we were changing centre backs three times a week. We didn't change Trent. We didn't change Robertson because there was too much going on. So they've had a massive rest, you know, on almost a six month pre season under the belt. To get themselves ready for the season, which is what gives me a little bit of hope. What doesn't give me hope is the evidence that we've got on them of their injury record last season, with all the centre backs going going injured. You can't help but kind of worry and, and kind of overthink that they won't last. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot impressed me again last night. Minamino, the same as you, I think he impressed me. Simikas, like not, he does not convince me that he's going to be great, but you know, getting a proper glimpse of what he's capable of because. All I've seen before was James Milner telling him to fuck off last season. That's, the only, that's all I've saw. That was a, <laughs> that, was yeah, a and that, that was it. I'm, not, I'm through no fault of his own. So, for him to so kind of, again, intercept the ball, be on the front foot, bomb it to the wing, get into the box and, and pick out Mane. You have to take a little bit of encouragement from from these pre-seasons and, that, and that's it. I'm not going to say that all these players are the answer, going to solve our issues and we don't need signings. But if we're going off what's going on on that game alone, then there are several players that impress me. I mean,
1: did he... Uh... Did did Naby reel you back in? Are you a believer again? Or have you always been a believer? I know I know you flip-flop quite a bit. So uh wh- where are you now?
2: Look, when he came to the premiership, he was probably arguably one of the best midfielders, like up and coming midfielders at his age from Germany. Um he had a great season beforehand. Um yeah, he has he has reeled me back in because Grizz, I just feel that what there's gonna be a season where it will come off for us. And him, where he's fully fit. And I'm hoping that it's this up and coming season. I don't think we will get the money if we did tell other clubs that he's available. I don't think we're going to get the money anywhere near what we paid. So, and we know that Klopp's a big fan of him. You know, Klopp waited a year for him. Um, The committee, you know, got the deal done a year before um, from Leipzig. Um, So you can tell that Klopp will be patient with him. He looked good yesterday. There were great bits that I liked about him. Um, I think like Stay said earlier, it's minutes in the bank for us right now. Um, just get the minutes in. I wouldn't worry too much about formations. It was a great goal though. Um, the great goal, which tacky scored. I thought tacky's positioning and space was brilliant. He picks up some great positions. I think his overall g- gameplay still needs, um, improving, but yeah, with Nabi. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm back on that train again, Grizz where, um, if he stays then he'll give him a chance so uh, yeah i'm all for it but i think there was one player that you were impressed with grizz i want to bring it back to you now um a certain 16 year old wasn't he yeah look a very highly rated 16 uh, year old look
1: i've started calling him cage gordon a few weeks ago by mistake and i'm think i'm going to stick with it like cage gordon it just goes like you know forgive me cage but a uh, 16 year old the way he played i was chatting to Ross just before uh, we went live and i was saying like you still, you, ugh. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give them a mention, but you know, some of the nubheads on Twitter, right, talking about the misses. I thought this kid getting in the positions he's posi- uh, getting into at the age of sixteen. It's all about just checking out his talent, his intelligence. He's so comfortable on the ball. He's so good. I think was it Rooney um, who was right, playing there, wasn't he? Yeah spoke so highly of him, and you can absolutely see why I thought. For me, even though he missed four or five chances, I thought he was the standout. I thought he's fantastic because what we look for in our wide attackers is being able to get into the right positions at the right time to score a goal more than creating, if you know what I mean. So what we look for, Mane and Salah, is goals. And to him to be in a position at that age, have the sense of awareness about him, I thought. I thought it bowled well. Um, so did he st- stick out for you? Or anyone else? Um, what did you think of Harvey Elliott's performance? He's been playing in that a different role now, like sort of one of the three in midfield. Thoughts on Harvey Elliott? Um, I'll yeah, go on, I go, um,
3: On Gordon, I, I agree with you. I thought he was impressive actually. And again, he's, he's a 16 year old kid. He might not kick a ball for Liverpool for five years and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like it's absolutely, don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. He might, he might go down the early route of do a season, go on low and see where we're at. Um, they're, they're just different. They're different level. Like you look at some of the lads who came, come on, who were like 18, 19, 20 year olds and he's 16 and he's well better than them. And I don't mean, I mean, that's not to despise those lads. Some kids are just special footballers and he looks like another one. Um, Harvey Elliott's one of those as well. I agree with him. Um, it is interesting that he's playing midfield. That, that 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 surprises me. I'm not sure what the thinking. I don't know if it's just a numbers thing while waiting for players to return or whatever. I don't really understand. I don't think I would want Harvey Elliott playing centre midfield in the Premier League, if I'm honest. I think I'd rather him be out on the right wing where he can influence. And where, he's, where he predominantly did pretty well for Blackburn as well. But there's obviously some thinking behind it. Listen, we saw it might just be we're trying to improves certain aspects of his game where by by which it means you just go in the midfield and get on the ball more and dictate which is fine. It's a friendly it doesn't really matter. Um but the, yeah go again he's a sixteen year old kid so who knows what, what the future holds for him. But what I would say is that he's got those special little I don't know X factor type moments or it, things that like you just just he just looks different. He moves different. He does the, you know, he's playing on the shoulder of some big Grok centre half from the Bundesliga He's turning him inside out. You know, at the was also booting him in the him in the air because he couldn't get near him. And he's a sixty year old kid. So again, who knows what the future holds for him, but it looks like it's gonna be a very, very bright future for him, and hopefully that's at
1: Liverpool. Do you know what I like about he's got this um his weight of pass and his and his and, and his feel of the football? And arrogance. Controls, the arrogance. arrogance. did football did, you, did, you, did you guys see his interview afterwards? Yeah. I mean, how brilliant was that? Smiling throughout. It's almost like a newfound confidence in the, in the kid. You can tell he's, that season at Blackburn has done him wonders. And he looked a total different player, even in the interview. Player-wise, yeah, he looks much, far more composed, far stronger. Again, we touched upon um, uh, Trent's physicality. But you can see even, even uh, Harvey Elliott. And we know he's a massive, massive, like Salah's his idol. And if he can, if he can sort of look like Salah in a few years' time, we're laughing, mate. But he's um, again newfound confidence in this position. Um, Avi, we've discussed it. Will he be kept? Will he be sent on loan? Any change of thought or plan from your point of view? I know. Uh, I think James Pierce has said that he's going to be he's going to be kept behind. I think. David David Lynch has said the same. Most people think he's going to be kept behind. I've still got a sneaky feeling he may go to a Premier League near the end of the window. And what would you do?
2: Yeah, just before that, Grizz, we've got a um, super chat. If you want to read it or do you want me to go? Yeah, regarding Nabby Nabi.
1: King Rich, thank you for the super chat. It says it's easy against Herter, but when you get hooked against Villa and Madrid, I think he's referring to Nabi. Look, <laughs> Nabi, yeah. yeah See, I that, think the Madrid-
3: I'm with Rich. That's that's my I I'm a big Kaiser believer. But for all the goodies, he's done and for all the injuries, he's had some absolute stinkers as well. Like really, really. like I, I'm, a Naby stinker, a Naby stinker is like a north was of ten. Where he's oh, gonna, just, gonna, yeah, gonna, no, the gonna, Madrid,
1: go. no, the Madrid was a zero, right? But the Madrid I, was a zero.
3: The-
1: yeah, I think Klopp gets zero as well for that. Yeah, to be fair to him. So look, I, I get all the frustrations, and I get, I get all the apprehension about Naby. Absolutely, I do. And I'm still 50-50. I'm not totally dragged back in. Um, I know I tweeted it for like a lot of likes, but really, right, I'm not fully convinced, 100%. I'm not. I don't I, think anyone can question the talent. Absolutely.
3: Talent's yeah, talent's yeah. I mean, that the turns he does and the flicks and the tricks. And he's probably been the best player or one of the best players in these friendly games. I think, again, the injuries is the big one and everyone mentioned that. But even that aside, it's... You, Liverpool don't need a player who's a 8-8-8-3. Eight, 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 you, you know, you'd rather be 7-7-7-7-7 seven, 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 mm. all the time. Because to that, be like that... our
1: midfielders are. To be a, all, Most of our majority of mm. our midfielders. Henderson, Ginny are like kind of 7s every single week. You never mm. see them have an amazing, amazing influence on a game, like sort of game-changing moments very rarely. And you never see them have like absolute stinkers. Like they're the two examples of... Of, sort of solid you know, performances, as you'd say. Yeah, you're right.
3: And I say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on kaita at, at time. And again, there are games where he's going to be really, he is needed and there are times when I think he's an amazing player. I think Klopp has to be careful how we use him. I think sometimes he got just dropped into those games that we mentioned. The um, think, and, yeah. and the game just passed him by and it was like, wow, this is a big, big problem. I don't think playing him... On Trent's side, did either of those two players any favors at nice. times as well? Great point. Point. That's what Trent's it is. Yeah. Side, Trent Keita and Sala isn't the most offensive trio combination that you're going to put together. So I, I don't think. Again, I, I said last. I said earlier. This week, we have a big coming out of. acceptance for Keita just because I just I don't. Not only don't I don't trust the, the availability of him, like I just don't think he's going to be available. So if someone will pay you. Twenty-five million quid for him. Let him go and be someone else's problem. But like i said before, that that bid's probably not coming because everyone else has seen how injured he is. So you might as well get the best out of him. And there are games when he will be very, very influential. He just he just needs to stay fit and probably work on his tactical discipline just a little bit more. But the, the talent's there for everyone to see. It's obvious.
1: Kev, um, Kev says to be fair, the championship... I think we've gone back to the Harvey Elliott here. To mm-hmm. be fair, the championship is physically demanding, 46 game season, he looked good. And that third centre-middle role to drop in there will be good. Avi, um, what do you reckon? Elliott, what would you do? What do you think the club's going to do? Uh,
2: so I think another loan would be brilliant for him. Another sort of, you know, 30 to 38 games um, under his belt. Norwich would be a good proposition because of um, they got rid of... Um, Emiliano Bundia, Bundia, who's a left-footed midfielder, very creative, played in a midfield three. I he's think he's
1: right-footed, but yeah, is he right-footed or very left-footed?
2: Right, I'm getting. It might be right then. Okay, my my bad. Yeah. But a That's very creative happens. midfielder with uh, who put up some very good numbers last season. Um, I think Elliot could slot in that midfield three for Norwich. Um, people say, oh, but Norwich will be losing games, but Blackburn were the same. Blackburn didn't get into the playoffs, you know, and it didn't do him any harm. Um, I think another loan would be brilliant for the kid. I, I get like being around the first team, but at this age, he he needs to be playing. You know, we saw Sancho got regular, regular football and look where he is now. You know, he's got his move back to England, uh, United. And I think Elliot just needs to keep playing football. And then next season, um, push on for the, you know, genuinely for the first team.
1: Mm, let's see. Uh, one to keep an eye on, I think in the last week of the window.
3: Yeah, I, know, um, I know Sheffield United
1: wanted them on loan and got told no.
3: Um mm. But, but again, stay,
1: that's that's a bad move for him, isn't it? That's like a, that, you know, we, we from from the Rui Brewster experience, like, you I think know. we long
3: we will burn to Sheffield again. It's different managers but we never got a kick so I don't yeah, think that's, that's true. true but it might just be that the, just waiting for, like you said, to get everyone back fit and, and all the forwards back so when Firmino and all the guys are back. The flip side is the comes this year and we're going to definitely lose, we're definitely losing Mo and we're right. definitely losing Mani. so, it might be that to just keep around for that and then maybe, excuse me, when those guys come back, you can loan him off at the end of the season, I don't know, but I don't think he'll go on loan, I think they're going to keep him about. and yeah. I, think, I think he's going to get minutes, I think he is potentially going to leapfrog Divock, leapfrog Divock Origi, we're probably going to sell Shakiri. there's minutes for him to get, it's not going to be every game, like I like said, he's not going to start 46 games like the, the chat said before, but... If he, if he might make he might make 20 appearances and 15 of those might be from the bench and that might be all right if he's constantly training with these lads every day. What we don't want is for him to... You mentioned Rion Bruce, he's the perfect example. Just didn't get a sniff, just didn't get a kick ever. He played the odd...
1: Worst move, yeah.
3: He played the odd League Cup game, never got a move, and then goes to Sheffield United and it was a disaster for him. So I, I think Elliot will stay about. Um, I, I don't see
1: him going on loan, if I'm honest. Cool. I think Mitch B is getting very impatient. It's probably his fifth message in here about there's A transfer. Show. All we've talked about is Trent and yesterday's. Please again, Mitch. Come on, man. You should, if, you, if you if you if you know me on Twitter, right? You know I'm not gonna change my uh, show agenda or anything to suit your needs. Look, we will. It's a carnage stroke transfer agenda show. Patience. We're getting there. In fact. I guess we give in. We give in to Mick and we Mitch, and we start talking about transfers and possible transfers. Um, Ross, this week's rumor says, uh, well, the latest one is Locatelli. Is that how you pronounce his name, Abby? I yeah. Said, Locatelli. Yeah. yeah you okay with that? Yeah. It's um, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Impressed. yeah. So uh, it seems like uh, Susulo... Are willing to sell this guy. This guy is a central midfielder, very energetic, um, high energy, box to box. Juve are the favourites. Do you think? To me, this has the soundings of a of a linking him with Liverpool to 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 get the 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 move that he needs. Because it's because it's interesting. It's always interesting when the CEO of the selling team suddenly comes out and says. Arsenal and another Premier League team. They haven't actually said Liverpool, but a couple of Italian publications have said it's Liverpool. Uh, thoughts on this uh, rumor?
0: Um, yeah, bullshit. Uh, I'm going to call it now. I think you know he's a, a lovely player. Um, he's probably the second or third Italian player on a decent Euros that we've been linked with so far this summer. He just just doesn't seem to make sense for for various reasons. Have you mentioned there? Liverpool do sell clicks. Liverpool can drive up people's. You know, new contract at, at clubs, or you know, a bit, bit of um, bit of transfer fees for others, as you, as you mentioned. You know, and Liverpool are essentially looking for a genius replacement. So you put two and two together, and it all makes sense on on social media or whatever else. Um, I don't want to tar a whole nation, but we're not at the best track record with the tying players, so that also puts me off as well. Um, I just don't think it's, it it's it seems a goer. And and to be honest, the fact that Liverpool are so quiet in their transfer business and and have been. A lot since the Virgil Van Dyke stuff, and you know we're seeing things of like, as Steve said before, with, with the trend stuff. Things they're quiet, and something comes out. When is it a period of 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 links like the Sal Negras stuff? Like I, I tend to kind of stay away from it because it doesn't seem Liverpool-esque. That's not how we conduct our business. And, and I get that we will be sources from you know other nations and other outlets that will have better contacts than the local Liverpool journalists because the club don't give them anything. But when stuff starts to drag on, just go. It just doesn't seem like a little pool fit for me. The player, the profile, everything else, the style of play, his age, probably the amount that he's going to cost tick tick boxes. Yeah. But in terms of the, the transfer story and stuff like that, it just kind of it kind of puts me off. Um, you know, I've said before, I think we we need another the body in midfield. You know, I'd love it to be him, but I just can't I can't see it.
1: Yeah. you thoughts on Locatelli, A fan of his overall. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with Ross. I don't think there's any interest from us. Uh, I'd love to be wrong because I think he's a very good player. I don't think he's exceptional, but I think he's he's very much ginny like in terms of
2: he does everything you know. well. He does everything yeah. Sort of well. You yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. He was actually at Milan, if I'm not mistaken, and then went to Sassuolo. He, he just didn't get that break. Sort of at Milan, um, and then got he's moved to Sassuolo, and then he's been there for like obviously um, two, three years now. He's it's like Ross said, he's, he's a good player, but I think there's a lot of, um, from the back end of the Euros, there's a lot of hype about him. I think he scored on the, in the first game, didn't they? When they looked really impressive yeah. against Turkey. So, um, from there, you know, it's, it's like with all the midfielders, Barela now, um, Jorginho, they all got sort of their, um, you know, um, deserved plaudits, but I just think it's a nothing rumor. He's, he is a good player. He's a, he's a seven out of 10 for me. I think we should be aiming slightly higher though, in terms of quality.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, from the sounds of it, he's very much got his heart set on a UV. And you know, uh, am I am I saying your name right, Steve. Steve, Steve. Steve. Steve's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, getting lo- I'm getting I mean, loads of pelters in the, in the chat. Like, can you ask Rosk, uh, uh Rosk, mm-hmm. can you ask Ross how to say his name? And Who's I'm
3: like, Steve? <laughs> yeah. <Who's laughs> It is definitely. Um yeah. moving to Locatelli. Um <laughs> yeah, I from the I mean the latest reports are basically he wants to go to Juve, Juve won him, UVA can't afford him. So they're looking for the whole the, the typical UVA move of which what, what they've done with Chiesa is loan him for a couple of years and then we'll buy him down the line. And to be fair to Susuro, they've said no, no, like if you want him, buy him. Um and apparently they met again today and nothing just, there's no agreement there I think Juve are trying to be big boy bully tactics and to be fair to the CEO he's not having it which is fair play to him um, it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool are interested actually and it looks like there is another English team in there and it's to be honest it's hard to really think who else it could be considering the fact that he's turned Arsenal down because he wants to play in the Champions League like it makes who else I can't see him going to City United perhaps Chelsea I'm not, I don't think Chelsea are going to buy another midfielder they've got plenty of them Um it might be us, I don't know, who knows. And listen, it, it wouldn't be the first Liverpool story that's broke on foreign shores but that, without us knowing it. It yeah. tends to happen. And to be fair, you know, like some of the sources are pretty reputable. Um and who knows? It, he would I think if you asked it, I think he would prefer to play number six, like a more holding type of field role. We I mean, haven't really got that space available to him, but, but like Abby said, he he is a bit of a jack of all trades, he can do that. And he filled in well for Italy in the Euro, you know, I think it was Raty was injured, so he started a couple of games, and then he went back to the bench when Vraty was fit. But he 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 come on, he come on in the final against England in extra time and stuff. So his pedigree's there. The profile fits. He's 23, and he's from a club who you you can get out of for somewhere in the 30 to 40 million pound range, probably. So it ticks a lot of those boxes. You know, when you think of potential signings, you start going down the checklist, and you look at them all, and he, one by one, you tick them all off, and he's yeah. getting. So who knows? But again, I don't think it's just a tactic to get Juve to the negotiating table because Juve are very much at that table anyway. You know, they are pushing for this move. It's just a, it's a financial thing. So having said that, would Liverpool be will, willing to go in and just drop 35 million quid, given the fact that we know how we like to do deals? I don't know, but I wouldn't completely dismiss it as much as Ross did, but that's just, it's pure guesswork. It just, it makes it takes a lot of boxes. It makes a lot of sense. I could, I definitely could see it. I just
1: don't. It just again, it's, it is a bit of a guess. Yeah, um, selection gives us a, a super chat. Cheers, pal. He says, "I have a funny feeling we will end up with Basuma of Arsenal. End of ex- extending contract with Zaka. Other links with Chiesa Legit Grizz. So I'll answer the Chiesa links um, because I think I added fuel to the fire um, and um, Nothing new there then. I uh the, the links to Kiesa are very true. Whether you choose to believe me or not or whatever, I think I'm a wanker, it's up to you. But um the links to Kiesa are very true. We definitely, definitely want Kiesa. It's a massive complicated deal. Um but if anyone loves a complicated deal and fixing a complicated deal is uh, Mr. Edwards himself. So let's see how that goes. Um Basuma, you... Arsenal seem to be favourites, then we were in for him as well. Early start of the window. Mm-hmm. Um I know you know someone at Arsenal who, who, who told you about the Liverpool interest, even though he's an Arsenal fan, but was told that he preferred Arsenal. Uh, what's what what's the latest on he that? He's a
2: big, big Patrick Vieira fan, uh, massive Patrick Vieira fan. And well, so why doesn't
1: mean I why so doesn't mean. Awesome.
2: Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could now. Yeah, he could, could well. But, um, no, he's a big Arsenal, uh, Vieira fan. Um, we were interested in The Arsenal source is very close within the club. And he said that we, you know, were legitimate in our offer to his agent and the player. But, you know, he needed time. We wouldn't hang about like we do. And we moved on. So, yeah, he could well end up, uh, um, Selection thinks that we might get Basuma. I'll be very surprised, but I'll be very pleased as well. I think he's a top, top player. He showed us at Anfield what he was capable of doing. He literally dismantled us, um, you know, when they beat us one or so. Um, I've always been impressed with Basuma. I think if United get him, they're a different um, proposition next season.
1: Fan of uh, Basuma, Ross? If we were to, if he would be the sort of, you know, it's gone quiet, but then we know we've made or we're in for... A central midfielder, and he's one of the early names that was mentioned. So, would you be happy with uh, I'd, be, the I'd, I'd,
0: be, I'd be more than happy. You know, we talked about yeah. ticking boxes before. I think he just takes that extra few more. You know, we're talking about Premier League experience for, for one. Um, I know it were probably costs us a bit extra. The problem is Brighton, are they desperate to sell him? Are they desperate for money? I haven't just sold Ben White for £50 million. Pounds, so, they, a, you know, they're not desperate, you know, so they can put, they can be quite stubborn in, in what they want to do. Um, I've always said, I think last time I was on the show, I said there's a cost. Liverpool have to pay for not replacing Genie Van Alden when they are not given an extension. Sorry, so there's a cost to replace him. I don't think you have to replace him with quality. Um, I think Basuma would do that and it would be an easy transition for him to settle into the squad compared to some others. He, he, you want know, like to, like I said, as Steve said, might be a great player, but I he's, a, he's a bit more of a gamble than a, than a Basuma, so I would be all over him. Um, but again, it's harder to like I said, it's harder to sell because he's. Brighton don't need don't need to sell. It's just a question whether the player wants to move or not. If he's going to get that opportunity again and wants to play his head it's very hard to keep hold of them. Um But you know, Liverpool need to need to stump up the cash. Whether they've got it or not is a, is a different question. And again, we're still waiting to see if we, if we can shift the likes of Shakiri and, and Divikarigi in this window before we can do business. Just for and not player sales, but for wages, for squad space, for you know quotas that we we need to kind of fill in the squad. Liverpool either you know we need to be quite patient and be quite ruthless in the transfer market this season. It's going to be very difficult.
1: It is, is, and a lot of people are sort of throwing in the question about outgoings and how do we get around this quota? Because it's been thrown about, and Avi, um, one of the names that they're saying is like sort of, is there? Are we? How we can get rid of Divock Origi? I mean, I think. <laughs> I think Origi's is going to be key to, to to this summer's plans. I honestly do. I, I mean, he just won't shift, will he? Um, I believe he's got one year left on the contract, unless someone can tell me different. If we've got, uh, I think it's only one year left on his contract, and if that's the case is that the issue is that why he's happy to be where he is have he just collecting a wages and no ambition it
2: could be but you'd think that he would want a bit of ambition because we're coming into 2022 and the Qatar World Cup and I'm sure um he would want to get into that Belgium team because they're not blessed with goal scorers i mean they've got Thorgan Hazard Eden Hazard um you know they've got Lukaku but they're not blessed with genuine sort of he's not a scrub but you know he can get up. The, we've seen Benteke getting these Belgian teams, um, so you think he would have a fair chance to get into that team. So um, he does seem to be very adamant in not maybe adamant, but he just seems to be wanting to stay put. He's got some scholarship deal with the Liverpool University, I believe, um, which is a young program, which is great off the field, but unfortunately we don't need him on the field either. So it'll be an interesting one whether he goes out on loan, Grizz. Um, it could be one of those deals where he, he get a loan for you of like two, three million, you know, and he just goes out on a
1: loan, it could just be that. But why would he go on loan? If he's not going for a move, why would he go out? If he's not agreeing to a move, why would he agree to a loan? I don't get that. Like, that wouldn't make sense for any party.
2: Because Liverpool might, it might could be just a wages thing. Liverpool will still have to probably pay a large chunk of his wages while he goes out on loan. That's usually the protocol. I mean, you'll very rarely find another loan club pay full wages on the player. So I'm just looking at different variables and scenarios, but, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. He's, he's made his name. You know, he's, he, he's been great for us in the times that we've needed him, um, you know, especially in the terms of league run and whatnot. But, you know, we do need to sort of replace quality. We need quality in now, especially if you're going to compete with City, who are on the verge of, you know, getting Jack Grealish.
1: Yeah, I think Dan Jay says it's 2023, signed a new deal in 2019. I don't know if anyone can confirm that.
3: I, thought, like, I, thought, I think he signed it just after the, the final. Um, 19, he did. Yeah. He's on 60 grand a week. He, he, he's happy. I don't, he's not going to go. He's, he, he doesn't need to go and that's the thing. Like, someone's going to have to come and blow, blow him out the water with a big massive... Who's going to pay De Harigi more than 60 grand a week? So It'll be hard to find somebody. I, 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 I don't think he's that bothered. I think he's quite happy to stay. I don't. I, I think he likes living around here. I think there's a lot going on for him. Um, I think it's all people who have to go. I think when you're looking at this quota... I'm to the foreign players. Or if we want to sign any more, Shakiri one who, who we know they're actively looking to sell. I think the other one's going to end up being Amino. To be honest, the reason he, on low, he went out on loan in January was so that we could get Kabak in. Like we had no, we had to do so we had no space for a, another foreign player, so we had to go. He wasn't getting a of the ball. He was the only chose to let go, and in the end, it made sense. It worked out for for us. Um, so I think they're the two. I, I don't see anyway. like I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think he, he probably should go. From my point of view, like he, he's he's not at the level we want or something. But listen, at the end of the day, David did offer David a contract, Liverpool Football Club offered David a contract, and he signed it. So he's more more than entitled to see it out. And he wants to sit there for two years on sixty grand a week. But he's more he's entitled to do that and make the odd appearance here and there, and then. You know, he won't be that old, I think, by the time he gets to the end of that contract. And, and then he can still... He's still
2: like 25. Who would have thought yeah. that he's still 25?
3: you will go and get a... So, what, 26, 27, probably 27? you will go and be a free agent at the age of 27 and probably going to sign a Bruce the contract somewhere else with a big signing on fee. He's, he's absolutely fine. So, yeah. I think if La are looking to get rid of foreign players as much as it pains like I think it's going to be Shaq. I think it's probably going to end up being Minamino as well. I think they're the only two I can... Realistically, see going from the from the quote of foreign lads who who were ready. Like I had people tweeting me saying, um, "Well, we can just sell carry as well. He wasn't in the squad anyway, um, so irrelevant." It makes right. you question. It makes
1: me question why our fair choice goalies foreign. Don't should be don't, don't go back there. Don't let's not go back into that conversation because yeah. yeah. it's, it's just probably- gonna yeah, I'm, uh, it's gonna raise my blood pressure and <laughs> I've got access to my tablets. <laughs> so yeah.
3: <laughs> Who else can the who else, who else can I can't think of who else it realistically could be unless we go and sell a big hitter, which we're not going to do. Essentially, Kabak and uh, Genie are gone Gini. From, the last, from the last squad, and we've got in Canate and then Minamino's come back the second one, so there's no room. Someone's Shaq's going to go. I'm almost certain it looks like he's going to go to Lazio, perhaps Napoli. If we want to sign two, like we keep saying, center midfielder <laughs> and forward, we we'll either buy a homegrown player and try and get him in the squad somewhere or McGinn <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I don't> know. <laughs> Scotland doesn't even count Scotland isn't homegrown yeah. Andy Robertson oh might. shit of course Andy yeah. Andy Robertson counts against the, it's only Wales and England so that's where Jared Bowen links come back into uh, play and that's, that might explain why we're being linked with Jared Bowen in English um, but it, again Man City are bound Jack Grealish Again, he's an amazing player. He takes that box for them, which is probably why he's worth it a little bit. You know, ben White takes that box for Arsenal. It is a consideration you've got to... You to. When you're you planning the score. We're quite lucky in that. We've got a core of English players and quite a lot of them start, which is you know our right back, our centre back, our captain, are all homegrown, our back full-back is also homegrown in Nico Williams. Ox is around and stuff. So there's enough, but... We have got a lot of foreign players. All our best players tend to be foreign lads. And when you, yeah. you there's, there's only so many you can have. So it will be interesting to see how, how they plan that. I think it ends
2: up with Minamino being pushed out the door, if I'm mm. honest. Chris, if a push comes to shove, and there's a question to you, Chris, um, is there any way Michael Edwards, the committee, might explore the possibility of Rigi to Wolves, us maybe obtaining Adam Traore, not as such as an exchange, but as a little, you know... A deal there? Is there anything there with the Dharma? Because we know Klopp is a fan of his pace, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, Wolves were interested in um season two seasons ago. But new owner, uh, sorry, new new coach, probably trying to uh, implement a new style of play. Maybe I'm not sure if Arigui probably in their plans, but I don't know. Look. Traore splits opinion. He um, does, but uh, someone I trust said Klopp's a huge fan, and so if Klopp's a huge fan, it automatically means because I'm a Klopp follower, I'm a Klopp lover, right? What that man's done for me, personally, and obviously, you know, everything is 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 everything. Um, it, and if Klopp wanted Traore, then I'd want Traore. Now I know it splits opinion. You a Traore fan, Ross? What would uh, what would you think? Because I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what makes me think this has legs. Right? We know Traore fucking has legs and biceps and everything. But what, what 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 gives me a slight hope, or not hope, but thinks that there's legs in this is we were quoted seventy million. I was told last season at the start of last summer when we asked about him, and we said bollocks. Now I reckon the state of wolves and everything—it's like a big fire sale there. You know, financial trouble. I reckon they'd sell him for around thirty. Um, does that change anything for you, or was you a fan anyway, regardless of price?
0: I was a fan anyway. I think there's always been question marks about his final ball or his finishing stuff. But again, as we said before, that's nothing that you can't you can't uh, you can't improve. I think as football fans, you always tend to forget that your players can improve no matter how old they are. You know, especially with. Of to Wolves with some of the best coaches around, and Jurgen Klapper, you know, telling you what to do and guiding you with the likes of most salad and money to kind of learn off players like Troy will get better. The, the Origi stuff's interesting because you know, you say new coach and stuff like that, but you know, with Jimenez, how's he going to react? Did he, did he need a, a forward? I know he spent big this, this season before on some uh, some young lads um, who hasn't quite kicked on, but you know, there might be a deal done there. Origi is a really good prospect. Has he? If he gets a decent run of games under his belt, I think he would be a bit like Danny Ings. Now, Danny Ings yeah. never got the chances, and he was on, on and off out out of the bench. He goes to Southampton, gets a run of games, and shock, he starts bagging in goals. Forwards need rhythm, consistency, and you know confidence behind them for them to perform. Ariki doesn't get that when he's playing fifteen minutes one week; he doesn't play the next six games. You, you just you know, yeah, I feel I feel for him in, in some mm. in some cases, and you know, the frustration with him. Sometimes he doesn't look in, interested, or you know, he's playing out in the left winger position that he doesn't want to play. Well, you know, he will be on a play. Harvey Elliott's attitude is completely different to David Origi. When Harvey Elliott came out last night, it was like, I'll play central midfield, I'll play wherever the fuck you want me to, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do as I'm told. Whereas I get the feeling that Origi's slightly different, he's not happy in that role. And fair play to him if he's not, then you know, regardless of how much money he's on, if you're not happy in your job, you're not happy in your job. So, It'd be nice if, 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 you know, we could do a deal with Aregi. My feeling is that he's happy with his wages, but also I don't think Liverpool are happy with the bids that are coming in for him. Now, whether that's at Liverpool's detriment and they're trying to set it too high, their expectations of what someone should pay for David Aregi is what is, isn't what's allowed to move because last season the same thing happened. Minamino goes out on loan. No one's like, why didn't you loan David Rigi? Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly, it never happened because either Liverpool weren't happy with it or other teams just went in, it went in for him. He's got pedigree. Livermore in an experience, you know what I mean. Fucking Everton, Everton will tell you that. You know, one, one, one club alone. You know, again, they need a forward. I'm not suggesting to go to Everton for one second, but I think Livermore Regi can be good for a side, particularly like Wolves, who may or may not be looking for for a forward. And Shiroi, yeah, fine. I, I want Liverpool as I said last time on the show. Depth coming off the bench, you know what I think will be different different the season. I think we'll get more out of Jota, Harvey Elliott will be will be in that mix as well. And um, but you know, if you're going to sell Regi and Shakiri. I want those players to be replaced with quality that can compete with the first eleven, or will be a second, third substitute when, as and when we need them to change games, which we didn't have last season.
1: Before we go on to a possible name to change or to be improvement on Shakiri and Origi, I just want to read this uh, Asim Mahmood super chat. Thank you, mate. Keep up the good work, lads. Awesome show. Thank you very much. Um, Michael Damsgod. Have I said that one right, Avi? Yeah,
2: they're simple names, so you won't be getting them wrong. Today. No, I think Chris, it's very hard. I think I'm doing very well. So
1: go. yeah, um, uh, so we saw him. We saw him light up the Euros. It's fair to say, quite impressive uh, plays for Sampdoria. Twenty three years old. I um, don't know if you've done your homework. I'm just reading off memory now. Memory. Um, we we've been. I don't know if we've been linked with him, but I've heard this week, yesterday. The day before, we're very much in for him. We're one of the teams that want Michael Dam's guard. Um, Steve was talking about profile of players and ticking off boxes. Um, this fella, so I think he's an improvement on Shaqiri. I think he can play wide right, wide left, and he can play as an attacking midfielder, as an, as an attacking eight. Um, I didn't particularly pay much notice to him in the Euros, so therefore I, I I done some homework and I spent about 7 hours last night dedicated to YouTube and like when I mean YouTube right what I tend to do right you I should just do 7 hours of footage on him on YouTube yeah yeah I'm, I find I'm ser- it very hard
2: to believe this oh
1: well you know believe it or not I'm serious when I do homework right um so this fella I didn't watch him in just YouTube highlights sort of assists and goals that's that's rubbish you watch footage of him in like every touching games uh, I won't tell you the website cuz you're going to start like, knowing as much as me about players. But um, you were a fan, this this kid? Because i tell you what, our, our interest is genuine in him. Very genuine. Uh, talk to me what you know about this kid. Avi?
2: Me? Oh, yeah. Look, he's 21, Grizz, by the way, not 23. So you put two years on top of him. Yeah, yeah.
1: well, I, I didn't look at his stats. Um, I just watched the footage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Chris, um, I know uh, I know my fair share of youngsters coming in European football, but this one did bypass me. Didn't know he was at Sampdoria until the euros he did light it up he reminds me of very similar to when um christian ericsson when he first came to that danish team here there's a lot of hype about him at ax and whatnot and there just seems to be a like good set sort of sort of traction with dams guard i think he's a good player he's a busy player demands for the ball he's quick um he presses well needs to work on his engine a little bit i think after 60 you could see on in all the games that he did start to t- um, tire but he did impress me. He did impress me, and you know, with the Italian clubs, you know, all scrambling for a bit of cash, and the finances the way they are, I think they had a TV deal that just got rejected on Tuesday. Um, so they're renegotiating that with um, various broadcasters. You just think clubs like Sampdoria, you could entice them maybe what twenty five thirty, maybe last season or maybe a season before. You might if you know if he was his trajectory the way it was, clubs would be not for you, but a deal where you know twenty one. And you know, you haven't had a Scandinavian for quite a while, now. and we like used to used to love our Scandinavian players. It could be a deal where you think, you know, twenty five million, you know, why wouldn't you uh, go in and um, give Sam an offer for him? I, I I do rate him. I actually do rate him. I think he'd be a he'd be a good talent and I think he fits the
1: premiership well. Steve, a fan, done as much research as I have or or you knew about him? I, I I'm done I've what seven hours of him. I, I know of him, obviously. Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I my, my research involved me texting my mate who lives in Denmark and asking if he's any good, um, and he said yeah, so that, that that'll do for me. I, I only, again I haven't really watched much Sampdory, if i of Monster. I saw him in the Euros; he scored that well against England, didn't he? Yeah. You know, Jordan Pickford's arms get the assist for that one maybe as well. But the, the, the thing about he is he's very versatile. I know that like that's what my mate said to me. So like he can he plays everywhere. I think at his Danish club, he was, I can't pronounce the name. Apologies. Uh, he can play up front at times. He can play either flank. He can play centre mid. He can play ten. So, at the age of twenty one, if you can bring someone in and he can cover all those jobs, it, it, it does make sense. Um, again, young young player who you're buying you buy in before he his peak that Again, it, it ticks that box that we're talking about. I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't know. It was you you, you who mentioned him to me. Uh, the guy of you has rubbed the name of the team I'm not even going to attempt
1: Avi how would you say that Avi he's a pronunciation expert FC Nojon. amazing Fucking makes everything sound Portuguese but we carry on yeah that one yeah. If, 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 that's right I'll, I'll defer
3: to Avi on that one but yeah um, it, it does make a lot of sense again I haven't seen it was you who told me about the, the links and stuff I haven't heard anything myself or seen anything but it, it does it does make sense I think is he going to be the guy who comes in and just plays back up to three or four different roles? Then yeah, I, I, I do see it. Are we? Is that what we're interested in? We probably are because I don't think we're ever going to sign a, a, a number nine striker. I just don't think that we that happens. We are not going to sign someone who's better than Mane Salah. You'll be you'll be hard pressed to find someone who can displace Diego Jota's place. Stay, them.
2: stay. Just a quick one. Do you not think Vlahovic could do that number nine role for us?
3: I think he could I just don't think we want to buy what? that type of player. I just don't think we want it I don't think that's what pops into I think if we buy a forward it's going to be someone who can play the flank and go up front if you need them to or okay. allow Mane or Salah to go front I just don't think that. that I, don't, I think that's what it is I think, I think that's why ideas a star for example about those links make sense to me um, I think that's the type of player because to get minutes in our team if you want to get real minutes you're probably going to have to be able to play wide because Bobby's going to play more often than not, isn't he? Like it, it, I don't think we're at the point where he's going to get bin locked just yet. And if he does, I imagine it might be for Jota going up front anyway, or or So it's got to be someone who can do a lot of jobs. So, Dam's Guard in that regard makes sense. Um, again, it just goes back to it's not going to happen until we, until we get the players out the door. We can't sign him. He's, he's, yeah. We just can't. It's not going to we, until Shaq's gone. Then we can do something. And then if they want to do something else, someone else is going to got to go. People keep saying, you know, we're a sell-to-buy team, we're a sell-to-buy team. To an extent, we're not. And to an extent, we are. In this case, it's. Not, I don't think it's financial. It's literally, there is no room. Like Someone's got to go. We are not going to keep a player like Minamino or Origi around and then not register them for the Premier League. I know Arsenal did that with Mesut Ozil, and I've heard people say, why aren't they going to do that? Well, pay 60 grand a week to Aladar, who is, offers absolutely nothing to your team. Like, no, one, no business, man. Is going to sign that off? Really, like a competent? No, one. of course, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not, I'm yeah. Arsenal aren't competent. There's a reason why Arsenal is shit at the minute because for this for things like that, like they were paying a guy quarter of a million pound and he wasn't allowed to kick a ball for them. That that that's just not going to happen. So I think we, what Liverpool need to do now is get the wheels in motion. People have got to get out. Like they've got to get Shaq out and they've got to get someone else out, and then we might see some movement because until then, well, again, unless we're going to sign an English player, then or or a Welsh player, which I can't see happening, that, then. Then
1: we're, then we're kind of stuck. We, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're right. It, it, people keep talking about selling to buy, selling to buy. It's literally logistics of it. We have to, we haven't got enough space. The squads for the, the homegrown quota issue, it's an issue. Um, I think, as as I agree, I think we all agree. I think even Shaq said it. We know Shaq's going. I think uh, apparently Phillips is the closest to going next um is that a bit of a surprise to you, Ross? I mean I think we touched upon it at last show. Um but the whole issue of now that we've seen the so to say the so to say the, the, the the main centre backs back, you know, Gomez, Matip, um and and verge, and then Konate coming in. Do you see that making sense now if we get a bid in the region of fifteen minutes for Phillips as seems uh, probably incoming this week. Do you think that's uh, a sensible move? Would you Would you do it?
0: Yeah, um, I'm on. I'm on the fence because uh, I think. Yeah. I think yes. I, I think yes. I know both. Both make sense. I think yes makes sense because he's probably at his peak in terms of what his value is because of the season that he had last season. Um, you know, and for, and for a personal reason, he and I said this the other day. He played 15 minutes yesterday in that uh, pre-season friendly, and it must be so hard for him. I'm sure he's made up the Van Dyke and Gomez are back, but at the same time from his from his work work professionalism, he must go, Well there's my minutes mm-hmm. gone. Like, I'm I'm not getting anywhere in this team. Then he sees Kanati coming. And you know, as much as, you know, Matic's injury record isn't isn't the best, yeah. we don't know how how how, how Van Dyke and uh, Gomez are gonna come back. I don't think Phillips himself from personal you know, he's seen how capable he is, can take that risk of going, Well, I'm just I can't risk just relying on those to be injured for me to get my game time. So i don't understand that and the reason I say no is because for the same reasons. You know, yeah. If, if Matif and Van Dyke and Gomez aren't aren't hundred percent and we find ourselves in a situation in I don't know, November and December where you know the season's a bit chocker and they're not they're not hundred percent. Are we at risk where it's just it's Canate Fabinho and, and you know, the fear of last season kind of kind of happens again? You know, I I I'd, I'd be tempted personally just to keep all of them until until January, but that doesn't make sense in some arguments as well because you know, if he the requirements, you know he sat there for six months. He's, he's not doing anything. Then that price quickly drops. Interest in him will drop because if Brighton need a centre half, they don't need a centre half in January. They need a centre half now. No. So you know, I'll be pushing t- t- towards that? So I, I think I think more. I'm on the side of it, it makes sense to sell him, but I'm just cautious of of centre backs not coming back 100, percent which is always always a doubt. But the, the people that are behind the scenes, you know, been talking about Goers before and. and you know, his expectancy to come back and even Van Dyke to a certain extent was the case of they wouldn't be anywhere near pre season. So, those people that are behind the scenes have got a lot better idea of what we can expect. You know, there's always a risk of, you know, a reoccurring injury or a setback with those players, but you must be in an incredible position if starting to play pre season games already. So, I'll take some encouragement from that as well. And fair play to Phillips as well. Like, I'd be happy for him if he left, to be honest. I think he, I think he deserves it. Um, and he'll get regular first team games somewhere.
1: What's the figure? That you'd uh, that you'd be looking for, and say, "All right, yeah, deal."
0: Fifty, I think, 15 20, and that's not just based. That's not just based on his quality. I think we talk about homegrown quotas for, for other players. We are, we know there's there's an English tax anyway on centre backs. We know there's a tax on centre backs because very good centre backs, as we well know, you know, Manchester United will tell you as well. You know, pain through the nose for Harry Maguire, but it's not just. The transfer fees and just based on what he's 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 valued at to us. What's a centre back worth? A decent centre back worth to Brighton now? Well, quite a lot. We know they've yeah. got a decent chunk of money in the bank, so the price goes up based on that as well. You know, Burnley might not want to centre off. I think there's rumours of you know, there certainly was. Tarskasi was going to be off somewhere, you know, th- th- this summer. So you know, we're looking for a direct replacement. Nat Phillips has got an abundance of confidence and has done himself a, you know, loads of favours in the in the past couple of months of, to show teams what he's capable of. And he'll and he'll back himself as well. So you know now's the uh, now's the time to go. And if there's anyone put a, put a Michael Edwards tax on that as well, because because that's just that's just what, that's he, what does. he does. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah.
1: We've got a, a super chat from NBA. I believe that's some mate Billy. Salam Alaikum welcome, salam. He does. Does anyone know if there's any links with David Brooks? Big fan would fit in with a homegrown quarter two price range, fifty million. Uh, Steve, you heard anything? Do you remember? Do you remember the fella, Bournemouth, wasn't it? Bournemouth, yeah, no, it?
3: he is. Yeah, no, I haven't yeah. heard, nothing on I, I've n- I've not heard anything um, on any Welsh players. <laughs> I again, the only homegrown player I keep, I keep naming, them, the only homegrown player I've heard links to is Jared Bowen. He's the only one. He, he's the only link of any note, really, of any
1: of any incoming who we could be after. Yeah. Well. Um,
3: but, have knows? you?
1: Have you? Um a fan of David Brooks I think he's got he's regressed badly hasn't he he's regressed he had a bad injury yeah Uh, yeah. and he needs just some more game
2: time last season I think was his recovery season but he was certainly a talent and I'm sure we were fans of him um, early on when he first broke through um, at Bournemouth under Eddie Howe but yeah I was just um, just one that just 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 the boy just needs um, game time I think the more game time he gets next season I think his quality will shine through but he's certainly a talent but no
1: I've not heard anything concrete Chris a lot of people, a lot of people are so scared of some of the links to our players. I mean, we do we ever learn? Why why don't we ever learn? Like you know, they may not be our favourites and personal favourites or whatever, but um, you know, leave it to the committee. Maybe they know a few things that we don't. Fan of Bowen, I don't know if I've asked you, Ross, before. I don't think I have. Bowen, would you have an issue if if he was the if he was the understudy?
0: No, um, I don't think. I don't think uh, he's certainly not my first choice. Chris, probably that way. Nor is he probably my eighth or ninth choice. But you know, I think what you what you're kind of getting at there. You know, I, I don't think Salah was when, when he first signed. I don't think yeah. Sadio Mani was when he first signed. I don't think Andy Robertson was when, when he first signed. So you talk about that, that track record, track record, and whatever else. He's not the ideal sexy signing. He's not Yves pursuer, He's not Yori Tillman's. The, all these plays that you know. I think we all have a preference for, but. Liverpool's committee, I've, I've got a good track record of getting things right. I don't think Navigator was necessarily the wrong buy. I think he's just been unfortunate with, with injuries on, on, on that basis. So I don't think you can blame them for that either. But also, I think since, you know, we've stopped just spunking money for, this, for the sake of doing it, Liverpool. So I don't think we've just gone by someone because, you know, I think it, since Ian Air left, I think it, things, things have kind of changed. So Jarrett Bowen does, does scare me when you first say the name. But then I remember, you know, <laughs> Liverpool won't go and sign him. For, Liverpool won't go and sign someone for the sake of filling a homegrown quota. for put it that way, you know. Yeah. And they won't go and spend decent amounts of money for the for the sake of doing that. So I will back them in that sense. Um, it's just a shame he's, he's Jared Bowen because you know Sal Neguez, yeah, all, all over that sexy, sexy, sexy name sounds sounds dead good, and he and he is an exceptional player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not taking that away from him, but you know Jared Bowen had a decent spells at West Ham. I think you know obviously there was him. Um, Antonio and, and Suchet Antonio and Suchet with the, with the stands out I saw yeah. glimpses of Jarrod Bowen would I, said, would I have said Liverpool been with him a couple of months ago no but I also accept it to be honest with you um, that's just what Liverpool do these days
1: um, I think we've got Diego Jota in the house who's worried about his spot in the team uh, but he's only given two now I'm joking thanks for the super chat do you have any Vlavic news for us Chris Um so the last I heard on Vlaovic was we do have an interest in him, but the odd bit of the the news was that um, his club Fiorentina offered us um, a, a possible deal with cash plus player, and that was the last I heard of it. I haven't heard anything after that. Um, apparently, um, someone I know in the in the in the Serbian national press says the news from there is he would very much love a move to to Liverpool but then which a lot of players would who wouldn't it's all about us having uh, the same level amount of interest Um, I think he's an absolute beast you know my views on him I think he's he's potentially a world-class striker potentially Um, but again it would mean as Steve referenced earlier a total different style a different total sort of move from the way we've been playing for the last four or five years uh, which is all about movement and players that are comfortable all across the, the forward line. This guy is an absolute uh, a mini Haaland so it'll be something different but one want to keep an eye on. Guys, I think, I don't think, ah, today's link. So right at the end when I sent you guys all the agenda, something came up about um, Kamavinga and Hossamuwa. Um, Steve, so do you want to give uh, any opinions on those two players? Um, and if you've heard anything on these two players, no, I think it's, it's, again, it was a the yeah, outlet from Leon, wasn't it? it was a, yeah, yeah
3: and, and again, I'm a big fan of Hasamawar in particular. Um, I think he'd be a really good sign. And Cam of Inglewood as well. I just don't see that one happening, to be honest. Um, I could see something with the one, maybe, just again, he, again profile wise, and the fact that Leon, like, probably looking to sell him as well. Um, people. it's probably. I think the news come out today in France. Then the people have been linked with him. I don't. I don't. That's all I've heard. Like I think he's a really good player. But again, we're doing the same. We're looking at the links from elsewhere. I I think he's a really good player. But who knows? We're going to get him on. Who knows?
1: Well, the one difference. Well, the one difference between coming from a European outlet is there's a slight difference because uh, David Maddock, who. Who's spoken about Hassamouar and Liverpool's interest going back a, a couple of years now? I think um, I think Avi he'd be very uh, cheap. I think he'd be I think far reduced in terms of prices. Um, he was quoted at what 40, 50 million last season. I think he'd probably go for about half that now. I Would you be in favour of something like that?
2: I think. 25 could get that deal done. He is a player right now who desperately needs a move away from Lyon. Um, I think he regressed last season. Um, didn't have a great under 21s tournament. Um, he needs a move away from Lyon um, and it's time to actually move away. Cause if he doesn't, he'll get just one of those French players or European players that just stuck with the club. You know, it's similar with Fakir, you know, Fakir unfortunately should have moved, away from Lyon before he did, before he went to Betis. Obviously, you know, the medical and whatnot with us, but he should have actually moved on. But yeah, um, Oro needs a move away. And I think, yeah, Liverpool would be a good fit. I'm not a big fan myself, but I can understand why, you know, like Stay and like Ross maybe and like yourself, Chris, are big fans of him.
1: Mm. I like the Kamavinga link. I think, again, I think he's the next big thing in terms of central midfielders. Um, and again, from a club that's not very... Um, doing very well financially. They're not one of the ones that have been taken over, are they? Renz I don't think they've been taken no. over in recent times. I know a couple of them have been taken over, but I think Renz aren't one of them. So, and he's going into his last year, and we know we like a deal. Um, nice, when-
2: nice seem to be the big spenders, um, and I think they might have to offload one of their stars. So maybe I mean Guri, a player that um, I'm a big fan of, might be something
1: with them. But this right, year. okay. But yeah, I think we'll call it a quits. I think we've gone way, way over time as we do. But again, um, I think we've covered everything that we needed to cover. Many thanks, lads, for joining me. Stay, Ross, absolutely fantastic to have you on. Um, hopefully, we we'll do this again. And next time, I think next time we'll definitely have an incoming look. We'll be we'll, we'll putting next on the line to something positive to talk about, not only outgoings and links. Uh, Avi, thank you very much, guys. Pleasure. Um Guys, we, yeah, exactly. We, um, we'll catch up real soon and over and out from Carnage. Sports Social Podcast Network.